0: Welcome to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, with your host, Director of the MVAA, Adam Ollier.
1: Hi, this is Adam Ollier, the Director of the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, and I'm really excited about another week talking to you about how we can do a better job supporting our service members and their families. Uh, We've got two really incredible guests today. I'm also going to be joined by a member of my team, Alan Dow, who is kind of the everything in the uh, agency, in the office, does all the things that that need to happen and will fill in the second half of the show. So really excited to let you get to know another one of our folks who is doing a lot of the really important work uh, partnering and being a part of neighborhood and community. But also as we talk to two more individuals who are doing the good work, we know that at NBA our job is to help support all the organizations and individuals who have prioritized taking care of military folks and their families. Uh, so I have the honor of introducing you all or you know, just highlighting another one of my great staff members, Alan Dow. Alan is uh, a Navy veteran. He's super cool. Like he'll tell you all these cool things about things but only tell you the first quarter because he's an intel officer. So he's got to keep everything else classified. Uh, But no, seriously, Alan has really been a resource uh, and an asset to our organization. Uh, And so much of that work comes from his understanding and commitment to going out and being in community. So Alan, I'm really glad to have you on the show today. Looking forward to being here. I appreciate it. Alan, do you want to tell folks uh, what you can tell them? I know everything else is classified. So there's always the like, do they need to know what, what's going on? Who is Alan Dow?
2: I am a lifelong service member. I joined the Navy in 1989, active duty. Uh, transitioned to the Navy Reserves in two, or 1996. And around 2000, I transitioned over to the Michigan Army National Guard. I was there for about seven years. Short little break, and then uh, Uncle Sam uh, came knocking on my door, asked me to take a commission as an intel officer. And it had a lot to do with my uh, civilian work. Uh, at the time, I'm a retiree from Ingham County Circuit Course where I served as the uh, County Warrant Officer. Uh, so uh, hand-in-hand job. So have been doing that for the last uh, 13 years, 14 years. I'm at 04 now, uh, the Executive Officer of a small Intel unit down in St. Louis, Missouri. And prior to that, I actually spent eight years out at Nautic which is uh, most people will know as Top Gun. I was an instructor uh, for
1: one of the courses taught at that schoolhouse. So you were like the lady that Tom that uh, Tom Cruise fell in love with in the first movie? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, uh,
2: I I I was out there. The uh, a lot of that films are actually filmed out there in that area because that's actually where the schoolhouse is at. But uh, it, it's uh, I I used to take folks out there and uh, like the, the tower that was buzzed in the first movie is actually in Fallon, Nevada. You know, at, at the air station there. So, so it's always kind of a neat little thing to drive
1: people by. That's cool. But from a practical standpoint, you said you've spent an entire career uh, serving in the military, both in the Army National Guard in active duty Navy and in the Navy Reserves. Do you just want to share what it's like to have had kind of those three very unique experiences and also to go from uh, enlisted to officer and now be uh, a lieutenant commander?
2: Yeah, it's uh... You know, pros and cons uh, because I did bounce around a lot. I have a, a varying array of background. So I started off in supply, uh, transitioned to the legal JAG field, uh, and then I transitioned into intelligence. And sometimes I wonder if that hurt me, uh, you know, it, it career-wise, because I think if I would have just picked one, stayed with it, I'd be that subject matter expert, die hard. I mean, I'm really good at what I do. I'm not trying to take my own horn, but I, uh, I, uh, I think I could have been a stronger, better officer, uh, had I just picked one field and stayed with it. But uh, it gave me a robust understanding. Uh, it brought, you know That's kind of what I do for the agency, right? I started off in that really broad overview. And now in this new role, I, I have my fingers on almost every aspect of the agency. So I, I have that 35,000 foot look on everything. I think that's been my military career and uh, kind of transitioning here to
1: MVAA. Well, the reason I bring that up is because I know I talk to a lot of uh, junior enlisted and they're trying to figure out what the right path for them can be. And especially folks coming out of active duty, right? Like, you know, you spend, I I, I went to, I have a good friend who was an E4 on, uh, in the Navy. And he'd always say E4 in the Navy is just about the worst thing that you can possibly be because there are all these people around you. Who can tell you what to do and then he moved over to the army and has become an, a, an officer and all those kind of things and just that transition means something so folks who may not have enjoyed that active duty life there is another side and another opportunity to continue to serve
2: yeah and it, you know like for me I, I was getting up there in years in the enlisted side and by transitioning to the officer it kind of reset the clock I got like a second career out of the deal so th- that was part of the mindset for me E4 in the Navy, I think, was probably my favorite. The E4, E5. <laughs> o O-3 in the Navy was probably my favorite. I've never heard a uh, naval officer say uh, any other rank other than O three was the best. I've uh, okay. had captains telling me that. They are like, you you were, you know, when I went from O2 to O three, like, enjoy these next four or five years. It's gonna be the highlight of your career, guarantee it. And
1: not wrong, not wrong at all. That's cool. And so you've been able to transition and manage uh, both being in the military and handling your civilian side. How'd you do that? I know people wonder, you know, I, I, I know you have family. What's that transition been like? And, uh, you know, it's funny. I stopped on the street often. Thank you for your service. And I always
2: reply, sorry. No, thank you for your support. It is not possible without the support of friends, family, loved ones. I could not do that. I was a single father when I started off, uh, you know, and then I met my wife and then we had a child, but uh could not have done it with without the support
1: of family and friends. No, that that makes a huge difference. Uh, I always uh, feel the same way. You know, my wife is the one that has to make the sacrifice. I get to go spend time jumping out of airplanes like that's not a bad deal on the weekend. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I say when I retire, it's not going to be an Allen Dow retirement party, it's going to be an honoring the wife uh, party, honoring the family party, because they're the ones that made that ultimate ultimate, you know, sacrifice of, you know, I, I look at my son, I probably, known him half his life really you know because I'm always gone mm-hmm. uh, so I uh I really that really tears on me because I, I look at the relationship my wife and my son have compared to the relationship my son and I have and it's just because I was gone you know doing you know doing it but you know we're bu- we're building that it's not like there's a problem but we're, we're having a good time getting to know each
1: other you know yeah my wife uh jokes about the difference between the recruiting videos and the reality on the recruiting videos they're like one week in a month two weeks in the summer yeah. she's like a quarter of all weekends and the best two weeks of the summer. And I'm like, sweetie, it's not that bad. She's like, mm, isn't it though? Yeah, yeah, I have
2: gone quite a bit. And then, you know, they have pop-up orders like, hey, can you come out here for 30 days and 180 days later when you return home? <laughs> was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's been well, great. I have zero complaints. I'm looking forward. Um, hopefully, I think I'm on my Twilight tour or
1: tour and looking forward to coming home and being with the family. Well, I'm excited about being able to continue this conversation. We got to take a quick break here. Again, this is Adam Ollier, the director of the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. And I have Alan Dow, kind of my Swiss army knife of everything and uh, To that end, he's also brought in our guests. And so I'd love if you want to tell us a little bit about them so that when we get them online, they can just get right into it. Yeah. So uh, when
2: I started on an MBA a couple of years ago, I was the uh, strategy specialist. I worked for the uh, director of strategy and outreach, kind of a special projects guy. Uh, I had the benefit here this past September, October to kind of fill in for our partnership coordinator role. Uh, and one of the things that I had to do is continue with uh, my predecessor, it was Ryan Engel, his uh, veteran stakeholders email. So I have this giant email list of just emails. I don't know who they are, and so <laughs> I send out I send out this email with updates. And first thing that happens, uh, your first guest should be Andrew today, Andrew Lenars from uh, Hats Off, or it's called Honoring All the Sacrifices. It's uh, based out of Taylor. Phone rings, and uh, he calls me and introduces himself. And every email. Andrew Cosby, and he's got a pretty wide, uh, wide scope of what he does in, in terms of veteran housing down in Detroit. Uh, to uh, just, he's got a whole different gambit. He's now a Google partner, so um, and he's always first to respond. He's active in our uh, Governor's Challenge program and the uh, Transitioning Service Member uh, Work Group. So uh, yesterday, when I when I said, "Hey, our you know our guest felt it," I'm like, "I got two. I got two. I'll get you right away." So Andrew is that one,
1: uh, he... Ellen, that's what I love about you. I'm like, hey, here's a very unreasonable request. Can you do it? And you're like, oh, sir, not a problem. That's a really <laughs> impressive thing. You know, I, I appreciate that out of you. Yeah, yeah.
2: I think my wife just said, Ray, no, going <laughs> so, <laughs> so,
1: uh, Yeah, no, not a problem. I, I
2: knew Andrew would be on board. I mean, he he's like, I'll, I'll stop all. like, third is Calum, because I'll be here. And uh, so... Uh, I know he'll uh, he'll he'll take care of us. Uh, the other guest today is somebody I recently um, had on our transitioning service member work group. Uh, his name is Bob Taylor. He's a uh, he's a former navigator from the Air Force. Oh, uh, uh, four. And uh, he actually recently wrote a book. Uh, he's really active in the suicide prevention. And it's a book. Actually, I, I have given you a copy. It's on your desk. I was kind of hoping to bring you down to Battle Creek today. And i um, And I have, you know, have you meet him, but I know our schedules got uh, messed up, but I'm going to go down there later today and see him speak. But he wrote a book called From Service to Success and kind of chronicles his trials and tribulations of departing active military, uh, struggling a little bit and then getting on his feet. Now he's the CEO of a medical, uh, a medical company out in Grand Rapids. So he wrote this book. The book is uh, From Service to Success. And then what he does is for every copy he sells, he donates one. Uh, and any proceeds uh, to uh, he donates a book to uh, veterans and then he uh, takes the proceeds to uh, assist in uh, suicide prevention and awareness. So uh, he's gonna be a great ge- uh, great guest. I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, seeing him speak later today because uh, as you're aware, this is uh, the National Salute to Veteran Patients Week uh, and he is uh, speaking at the uh, VA Medical Center in Battle Creek today. so I'm, I'm gonna head down there uh, check in with them and say hi and And I hope to get him on some more events and get him uh, involved with our, you know, suicide prevention governor's challenge. And then uh, some more, some more events. I really want to get him involved with our uh, transitioning service members and get him, you know, when we start trying to do some
1: courses. I wanted to to tag you in right there for all of our listeners who aren't familiar with the transitioning service uh, work group, what that does. So, You know, we as a state are trying to do a better job of getting our service members who, you know, raise their right hand in Michigan to come back to Michigan, and those who raise their right hands and sign up somewhere else to come to Michigan. And so when you come out of active duty, you have to go through this transitioning services program, right? And what that does is say, hey, these are the kind of things that you're going to do in civilian world, thinking about these kind of things, and they can be all over. And You've worked really hard to get Michigan one of those programs, so it, people are going to be able to come off active duty and come to class right here. Yep, yeah, and I'm really happy about that. We just completed one here
2: uh, last week, uh, first one where service members nationally stationed anywhere in the country can log into that DOD Tap registry, and there was a Michigan course listed. So we're looking forward to continuing that. We, we've got the in now with the federal government. Uh, we do have to do some refining here locally, but. Uh, we need to set up some more of those courses and then, you know, get get those service members aware. I always like to joke, and I know you're headed off to the NASDAQ conference next week, but uh, uh, each state, all 50 states have, you know, a state director of Veterans Affairs. And I always like to say we're in competition with 49 other states. We just have to have that much better services benefits as a state so we can lure and be more appealing to those veterans who are getting ready to discharge and say, hmm, I've got 50 states to choose from. Where do I want to go? Home? Oh, look at look at all the things Michigan has. And that's what I want to do. I want to make Michigan the most appealing state, kind of like a pure Michigan campaign and get service members that want to come here, work here, school here and raise their families. It's a great state.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that that I think is, is a huge priority for us. And one of the challenges that we're going to need to do is get our active duty folks to move here and stay here as well. And the way that we know that we're going to do that is by winning on military spouses and families. So if you have a child, husband, spouse, sister, brother, uncle, husband, wife uh, that is serving actively in the military, we want them to come back to Michigan. We want them to come to Michigan. And so if you're listening and you're thinking, hey, why should they come back? Please let us know, right? You can give us a call at 1-800-MICH-VET and talk about some of the things that your service member needs to reach out. We want to make sure that Michigan is doing everything we can to support you and your family, because that's why we're here. There are probably lots of resources that you don't know exist that we have that we would love to work on. And if they don't exist yet, me and Alan are going to make them happen. Yeah, just got to let us know
2: and uh, reach out to us, let us know what you want, and then uh, we'll, we'll try
1: and build it and get it built. Yeah. And so it's funny that that you mentioned that, Alan, as we talk about this uh, transitioning services um, program, how are, you know, how are people competing across the uh, area? What are we doing more? I know you've been talking to MEDC about our Y Michigan app, which if folks are are unfamiliar with. It's an app that we as an agency run to encourage people to come back here off active duty uh, and do those kind of things. But what should people be looking out for from us?
2: You know, I uh, yeah, <laughs> you, see, you went you <laughs> took me on a side check with that White Michigan app. I I love that app. It is time for an upgrade on that app. And uh, but yeah, I, I think it's great because we really need to up fix it and get it remarketed out to the other states so those members stationed in Brock can look at it. And I like the app because you can break it down regionally. So if I want to move to Detroit, it pops up all the schools, employers, and uh, job listings and uh, veteran service officers just for that area. Or if you're up in Traverse City, same thing. But, I, you know, I think as we, we look at and we learn from our partners in the other states, uh, we can uh, create programs. And then, you know, if there's a need, you know, the grassroots come and hits us up, uh, let us know what they're needing. We can sit down and, uh, you know, figure that out and get it. You know, working with our, you know, veteran service organization partners, we can get something built. Uh, but, you know, we, we are a unique state. We, we are the 11th largest popular, veteran population in the state and we have absolutely zero active duty bases. So that's a huge, that's a huge that Michigan can do that. So, um, you know, it's, we just got to tap that tap the veterans, find out what it is they want and see what we can do to get it for them.
1: Cool. And so I'm up at uh, Camp Grayling, enjoying what surprisingly was five inches of snow. I, I did not know that that's what, we, what I was signing up for. Uh, I came up and they're like, oh, all the snow. And I was like, "Snow? we're done with snow for the year, right? Apparently not. Apparently, this northern part of the state loves the snow. Uh, but as we talk about some of these other kind of ways that the state is attracting and retaining and doing all those other things, I'm really excited about you being able to talk to our guests today about the work that they're doing to support service members and their families. We know that that kind of coverage really allows people to stay here in Michigan as we compete against other states, particularly like Texas and Florida, and North Carolina, that have some of the larger military installations or, or Virginia, um, California in that way. When you came back home, what made you make the decision to come back home?
2: You know, I, was, uh, I, had, I had a child uh, so and I, and I had a family network here at the time. So when I when I came off active duty, I was stationed in California. I'm a California native. I, I grew up in California. I moved to high school. Uh, I jokingly refer, you know, well my son jokingly refers to himself as my failed high school science experiment. And I had joined the Navy. <laughs> uh, so I uh, I, I, re, I when I got out active duty, I, I came to Michigan because that's where my support base, my family support base was. And uh, and I started college. And then you know I met my wife, and I I just never left. So it's I've been here ever since. It's been great.
0: Welcome to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, with your host, Director of the MVAA, Adam
1: Ollier. Hey, it's Adam Ollier, the Director of the Veterans Affairs Agency for the state of Michigan, and we are very excited uh, to have a guest right out of Taylor. Alan, do you want to introduce your friend? I don't, I don't want to steal your thunder on this one.
2: Yeah, so uh, who we have here today is uh, Andrew Ace Lennars uh from honoring all the sacrifices of uh freedom fighters uh i when i first started taking over as uh as the partnership coordinator uh i would send out my weekly uh uh, veteran stakeholders email and every week as soon as that went out within about 30 seconds my phone rang it was andrew hey let me tell you about something new my organization is doing hey let me tell you about something new (laughs) and he's he is just exploding uh with different uh opportunities and stuff and I thought, you know, I've got him involved. He's on our uh, Governor's Challenge and he's involved with our uh, Transitioning Service Member Work work Group. So
1: I thought I'd get him on here today, talk about himself and then talk about the agency. That's what you get when you get an Army guy who also went to Cornell. I mean, he just sounds really amazing. Uh, Andrew, do you want to introduce yourself real quick and uh, tell us a little bit about your organization?
3: Sure, and I I will neither confirm nor deny whether that was me calling uh, uh, Alan uh, that 30 seconds after he sent out those veteran stakeholder emails. Uh, But I will say uh, my name is uh, Andrew Lenars. I'm the uh, chief executive of Honoring All the Sacrifices. Uh, We're a very unique and uh, uh, first-of-its-kind type of entity. And I noticed that you, uh, you know, you uh, you said my alma mater there, uh, Cornell. And uh, I, I am proud to rep uh, Cornell, but honestly, um if it wasn't for uh, their program,, uh, you know, I probably wouldn't have been able to uh, take this chance and to uh, really make something come true.
1: Well, I really love that. I also went to Cornell, and I know how such a how they have such a commitment for that, mm-hmm. but also for supporting service members and their families. right? Cornell has always been very committed to that military ethos. but you're you're down in Taylor, right? So you're in an area with a lot of veterans, a lot of former veterans, or not, you know, former service members and their families, like, what is it like to serve such an involved population?
3: So it's very, um, it's very rewarding and fulfilling. um, Because of the pure intent that this organization was formed off of, um, you know, and the purposes behind it. Uh, So there's obviously a a personal attachment to the mission, you know, that I, um, uh, particularly I'm the founder, and that I, um really wanted to get involved, uh, especially with local veterans. But uh, in here in this uh, local region, um you know there's been a just rash of uh, of opioid epidemic and substance uh, use issues um you know that has really targeted some of the most uh, vulnerable populations of veterans. Um you know, and so it's a challenge, and it's uh, it's very um challenging to make programs that have uh, you know uh, little barriers, if any. Um, you know, So we actually uh, uh, partnered with the National Council on Mental Health. Um, so they're coming down here actually this March uh, to give us some recommendations and help building our trust-based care programs. So <clears throat> very challenging, but uh, very rewarding.
1: Andrew, that's amazing. I uh, wish I could stick around a little longer. I have to go run over to meet with the tag, but I know, Aunt, I know Alan is gonna take really good care of you. And as I said, I'm really looking forward to coming down and visiting your work. Before you leave, I'd really encourage you to uh, share the website and the contact information, so if people want to get in touch with you and your organization, that they can do so. I know I am excited to to partner, and we'll get you back uh, to do that right there in Taylor.
3: Yeah, it sounds great. Honestly, uh, well, you're more than welcome. Uh, you know we'll have uh, we'll have plenty of uh, you know coffee and uh, you know plenty of free sugar packets, and you know we obviously we're a charity, so we can't afford much, but you know we can do a little bit. <laughs>
2: sounds good so uh thank you director uh you have a great day and uh, thank you for having we'll, me by we'll the talk way. soon yeah andrew I, you know like when you and i first uh met via the via the phone pretty sure it was you uh, no, <laughs> uh i think you called me out uh the very first day that you were talking more about your uh, veteran homelessness uh program are you able to talk about that i know i know on your website which is uh honoring all the uh, are, you, are you able to talk about that a little bit more? Like,
3: Yeah, absolutely. So where we differ than most of the standard housing programs is, uh, you know, we took our own private equity and we uh, uh, took it upon ourselves to purchase low cost residential homes because we have a significant b- volunteer base, um, you know, that is, uh, has many, many contractors in it. And so um, because of the fact that we decided to use our own private equity rather than grant funds to, uh, you know, um, to purchase these uh, homes, it really allowed us to make it barrier free. And, um, you know, we, we establish a a, a really a peer to peer support system around it. You know, they're given uh, program objectives, and it's considered semi permanent transitional housing, but they can uh, literally stay there as long as they like as long as they're meeting their program objectives, you know, and that's what it was really all about. Um, you know, and then we, Taylor with the wraparound services and, uh, you know, it just gives the veterans the best possible chance that they have at, uh, you know, being successful and independent.
2: Yeah, you know, and I, I, I when you talked about that program, it, it popped up a program I'm familiar with, uh, Dalton Eaton Rapids, called the, the VFW National Hall, uh, and uh, I, I, I still i am trying to get you out there. Uh, I'm, I'm supposed to go out there in a couple of weeks, so I'm sure we'll sync up and I'll get you out there and introduce you to their executive director, uh, Mike Wilson, but, S- similar program that they take veterans from all over the country, uh, spouses, families, and they, and they do the same thing. And they have a, it's an up to a four year, uh, you know, get back on your feet, get trained, uh, and they and they have housing. It's a beautiful complex out there, and I, I'd love to show you. But you you uh, are kind of like their model and, and then some, from what I see.
3: Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I think I think it's necessary. Um, you know, because uh, you know me uh, having been a homeless veteran at one point myself. You know, I'm all too familiar with the, uh, you know, with, with some of the barriers that are out there.
2: Yeah, empathy. Totally get that. Yeah, hey, uh, transitioning too, because I know this is something you and I are currently working on with our agency, and I, I hope they get a kickstart here <laughs> soon. But I, I really want to talk to you about your Google partnership and the opportunities that provides veterans here in the state.
3: Yeah. So um, obviously, uh, so two thirds of Americans, um, you know, lack the formal digital skills that are really needed in the current job market. Um, so. Google has really done a great job of tailoring um, their, their program. And it's uh, the curriculum is not only developed by Google staff themselves, uh, but it's also taught by the Google staff, um, you know, and a lot of, uh, I'd say a good uh, portion, of majority of the people that go through the program uh, end up working for Google. And so these are in things like, uh, you know, user experience design, uh, data analytics, e-commerce, marketing, project management. Um, you know, digital skills that is just becoming more and more relevant. You know, to making sure that somebody's competitive in the workforce, or even if they want to uh, specialize, gain, gain some expertise. Uh, you know, for uh, a higher level position and career. Seventy-five um, percent of all the uh, program attendees uh, um, responded saying that they had a uh, increase in their career uh, within about six months.
2: Yeah, can you uh, let's see how are doing? Can you talk a little on the uh, on the scholarship aspect? I, I know you gave uh, MBA some. Uh, I know we're a little premature here because we haven't set up the the, the call in routine yet because we're still working on scheduling a meeting with our MVRC staff. But uh, you want to explain that because that was really exciting, and uh, I know some others have gotten this. as so good.
3: Yeah. So absolutely. So uh, so am um... Any veteran uh, qualifies, um, you know, there's no prerequisites for educational requirements. Um, you know, there's uh, there's no waiting period. Um, so all you have to do is go uh, to our website, which is www.honoringallthesacrifices.com. And you'll go under the tab that says Google Scholarship. And there you'll be able to, uh, you know, um, pull up the application form. It's a uh, very streamlined uh, and you'll submit it either by email. You can submit it um, directly to us by hand, by U.S. mail, uh, or we can take it over the phone. Uh, so, a really integrated and seamless way to make sure that they have access to this resource. Uh, so, um, we have 500 scholarships that we give out every year. Uh, they are they're at the veteran's own pace. Uh, you know, they don't um, you know have any uh, time requirements, and uh, um, you can basically get an entire program, uh, which is about six to eight courses. Um, done to get your certificate in uh, part-time about six months. So um, when you do part-time about six months, and that leads to 12 college credits, um, you know, that it's certified by the American Council of Education.
2: Yeah, this is a really great program. I look forward to be able to roll that out here in in the next couple of weeks through our office. Uh, uh, We're just basically getting our our staff trained on the process so we can uh, get those referrals to you. I'm really grateful that uh, you were able to set aside so many uh, scholarships for MBAA to pass out. So, uh, no, we're running low on time here. So, I just want to thank you very much for being part of this. I look forward to getting uh, the director down to you. Thank you for being here today.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I just wanted to really quick, uh, just wanted to let everybody know. Uh, you know, uh, we have our new campaign that uh, is going on. Is it's just launching? Uh, you know, this connects coming up week, which is hashtag Check the Box, and just trying to really uh, convey the importance of uh, when. A veteran goes to their transition counseling, checking the box to share their information with the third party provider, you know, cause that's us to make sure that on the civilian side, they have that transition support to build those uh, long lasting support systems.
2: Sounds good. Thank you very much. I look forward to seeing you at the next meeting and I'll get down there as soon as I can.
3: All right. Thank you guys. Thank you for having me. See you Andrew. Yep.
2: Welcome back. This is Alan Dow, the partnership coordinator at the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Uh, as, he, uh, as he stated, the director did have to depart during the uh, recording of this, so I, I'm going to take this for the last leg, and uh, I'm uh, really happy to introduce uh, Bob Taylor. He's the CEO and owner of Alliant uh, Enterprises. Uh, he's a graduate, like myself, of Michigan State University, uh, although maybe a year or two before me. Uh, <laughs> for, uh, former uh, Air Force Navigator on a couple of different platforms. And uh, I met Bob uh, for the first time uh, uh, about his book. That he's going to talk to you about about transitioning service member work groups. And that's something I work on with the state. And uh, he, his book is just spot on uh, uh, what we're trying to achieve here and helping veterans transition from active to, to civilian life. And I, I love his book. You're gonna, he's going to tell you about it's From, from Service to Success. Uh so Bob I'm I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Uh
0: go ahead. Hi Alan, thank you for having me on the on the show today. Uh just real quick, my background is I'm a Saginaw native. Uh, grew up in Michigan and went to Michigan State University, so I'm I'm sporting the the Spartan colors today, especially in light of what happened recently. Uh so everyone uh is in my thoughts and prayers there. Um uh, so after my senior year, I went through, uh, joined the Air Force, went through officers training school, and like you said, ended up as a navigator, uh, first in B 52s and then in KC 135s. But while I was in B 52s, I uh, deployed to uh, Diego Garcia. It's an island in the middle of uh, almost on the opposite side of the world in the Indian Ocean and uh, flew 11 combat missions to. Um, uh, in support of Operation Desert Storm, left active duty and was fortunate enough to go to Kalamazoo, Michigan, moved over to the west side and started a career in medical device and, and went through the ranks and now I own a business and uh, have founded, uh, not only that, uh, wrote this book from service to success and founded an organization called the Patriot Promise Foundation, trying to help uh, Veterans
2: find a new passion in life? Yeah, you know, it's funny. i, I And I meant to joke with you about it earlier. Uh, so, the Gulf War, I, I, I enlisted in the Navy in 1989. So, uh, and I'm, as you know, I'm still an active reservist. And uh, I was recently doing a uniform inspection, and uh, the senior enlisted and the uh, skipper are all looking my uniform over. And it's kind of, you know, your ribbon racks are like a history book, right? And so I have that, you know, I've got all those uh, medals from that time. They're just like, wow, you are old, <laughs> and oh. uh, say, you know, like you've been in the service a long time. But you know, and we jokingly say in my ship, uh, I was on the USS Denver, and we were there for Operation Desert Shield, Desert Storm, and we used to jokingly say Desert Stay. Uh, we were <laughs> the last ship out of, we were the last ship out of the uh, Gulf, and I remember having CNN on board, like, all right, this is the last one from uh, this, you know, store, uh, as we left the uh, the Gulf, but. uh yeah so I I, it's been a long time
0: yeah a friend of mine asked me to talk to his daughter who was in high school at the time this was a few years ago and I was talking to her because some of those it was almost like the first war that was on television almost every day and and almost like a live report and I asked her if she remembered it and he said uh Bob, she was seven years old and uh, she said, yeah, I, have studied it in our history classes. Oh, so,
2: ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Uh, yeah. It's, it's funny. I see, uh, I see folks now and I'm like, I can't believe I'm a, a lot of different campaigns in my career, but that, that's hard. I think I, you know, the director was asking me earlier, you know, I've been in the military a long time and, you know, basically when am I going to be done? And I'm like, I realized uh, recently, especially in the last couple of years that, I'm having a hard time getting out because I think uh, I'm a fear of the transition. Uh, and I, I, you know, that loss of tribe that you're going to experience and stuff. And I know in my job nowadays, if I'm having a bad day where I'm at meeting, to meeting, to meeting, and I make no forward progress or anything, I can easily go into my Navy email and solve one of 30, you know, problems right. for my sailors. I talked to,
0: talk to a two-star general who had been in for 30 years and he was experiencing the same thing where, you know, you know what to expect in the military. You have kind of a community that you're part of yeah. and it's, you know, giving that up, giving that camaraderie up and going into a new world. Um, the the thing that I like to say on is that um, just the same effort that you put into becoming great at what you do is just this. It's the same thing you have to put in that same effort and discover kind of what your true passion is after after service. And it is kind of scary, but it's also, I, I look at life sometimes as a chapter book. You know, you you have all these chapters and sometimes you just have to close one chapter and move on to the next one. And it's scary, but it's also exciting because you get to find out, Something completely different about yourself that you didn't know um, before you stepped out.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So I'm glad I met you, and I'm glad I got to uh you know I have your book. I'm you know partially through it, and I um, it, let's talk about that because I know like my, one of my stressors is going to be you know loss of tribe, and I know that's a stressor for uh veteran suicide, and I know that Patriot Promise and your book address that. So to some degree, can you talk a little about that?
0: Yeah, so I just actually wrote an article for. Um, Uh, for a news organization, and I, the title of it's Make a Friend Save a Vet, and, you know, veterans who struggle, so about half of veterans that leave military service struggle with reintegrating for some of the same reasons, and, um, you know, people with depression kind of start to isolate themselves, and, you know, people that struggle just, they don't tend to reach out, especially military people. They think they can handle it on their own. And so I think, you know, as a civilian, um, people can start to reach out to veterans and, and help reestablish that tribe. And veterans need to kind of fight that, that fear of meeting different people and, and just start to forge some new relationships, find out what's interesting about the civilian world. And uh, I just think, you know, maybe today people tend to be a little bit more texting and, you know, on social media. We really need that personal interaction. And it's a two-way street. Veterans have to reach out a little bit more. And I think civilians, it's a little bit deeper than thank you for your service. Yeah, It's, um, hey, what, what's going on today? Making time, listening. Uh, being open and honest, and and just forging new relationships. Uh, like you said, it's you have to kind of trade in the one tribe that you had, and and find the next
2: one. How does your how does their, your book and the sales and uh, and the proceeds how does that work?
0: Well, so um, I'm asking people to go to patriotpromise.org. And uh, it would be a real big help if people would just go to the Facebook for Patriot Promise and follow and like it because that will help get the message out. But right now, we're, uh, the book formally launches through Amazon and all the bookstores in May around uh, Memorial Day. But I have what's called uh, author copies, and people can go to patriotpromise.org. Everyone that orders a book... I'll automatically donate one and they can donate five or donate 10. And I'm taking those books like to the VA down in Louisville, Nashville, Atlanta, Orlando and uh, Miami. I did that a couple weeks ago and already I got a call back from the VA in Louisville. They're asking for more books because the veterans love them. So that just that just made my my week when uh, I got that news.
2: That's awesome. Uh, so I know we're running a little low, and just so you know, you just got one more follower on Patriot Promise on Facebook. So awesome! Thank that. you. I do want to thank you for being here today, and when I want to get you on again, uh, I look forward. I love the fact that you're working with us in our transitioning service member work group, and uh, I do still need to get you tied into our uh, Governor's Challenge uh, Suicide uh, Suicide Prevention Program that we have. But uh, I'll work with awesome. that. Those thank you, support. Alan.
0: It's been a great pleasure and a real honor. Thank you much. Look forward to seeing a little bit later today. Okay, thanks. thanks.